This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm DP Burke. And today I'm Jackson Wells. And it's our first show of 2021. And you know what that means? I don't. Oh. It's it's our first show of 2021. Oh, that is what it means. It means we turn over New Leaf. This is also Today the... we talk about hugs. Hugs, my dude. Hugs. I'm not talking about hugs today. Why not? We are gonna be talking about people and their children, which you should well, hug, you hug children. children. Yeah. I don't hug children a whole lot you hugged my kids yeah i tell them to come up and give you a hug when they're leaving i just don't hug random children or anything like that yeah <laughs> you know that's a uh it's a very biden-esque thing to do yeah it's like an old 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 thing it's like, an old people that's more the, like touchy-feely back that's then. how i defend what, what you know what's funny about that is uh not to make this political because Lord knows we don't go political. <laughs> it's a new year. Let's not do that anymore. Uh, this is actually the fourth year we've done Murder My Dude. Yeah, the we, fourth year. We started year. in 2018. It was toward the end. Yeah, but... it's only been two years. Uh, that like a October more... was two yeah. years. But this was the fourth year. It's kind of like one of those, like, how many decades have you lived in? Yeah. You know, like one of those things. So right. I've lived in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and now 2000. Uh, 20s 20s so i've Me lived too. i've lived in right i've lived in five decades and, and so have you but i'm only 40 you're not even 40 yet yeah, so. and there are like 31 year olds that have lived in five decades crazy yeah you've lived born in like 1989 my ex yeah my kid's mom yeah born 1980 she's lived in five decades yeah crazy yeah it is it's wild that's always get you when they talk about how, like, how Gordy Howe, I think he was a hockey player. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he played hockey in, like, Math. six Math. or seven decades. Yeah. Uh, they talked about, I think, May Young or the Fabulous Mola wrestled in, like, eight or nine different decades. Right. But, yeah, so, like, they might have started wrestling, like, 1929 and had their last match in, like, 2011. And that's how they got it. So, that's, that's like, my mom's lived in, what, eight different decades? She was born in the 50s? Yeah. Then, yeah, she was, yeah, the 50s, <laughs> 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. 2000s, teens, and 20s. Yeah, eight decades. Eight decades. Yeah. Now that that's mind blowing to somebody that doesn't understand math, like me. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I said to you, like, "Damn, you've lived in eight decades," you go, "No, I'm only," you know. If I said to my mom, "You've lived in eight decades," she'd be like, "No, I'm only 62, whatever." Yeah. And I, well, she's gonna be 63 uh, in a few days, actually. Yeah, it's something you can pull. What date is this released? What date? This will be released on the 7th of January. Okay, so that's like either my aunt or my uncle's uh, birthday, I think. Yeah, my dad's sister and my dad's brother. One of them is like the 7th or the 8th. Or one of, the, one of them is the 7th, I believe. Uh, and my mom is the 9th. My family's birthdays tend to be packed toward the summer. Like, there are some people who aren't in the summer. Like, my, my oldest nephew, he's in... Uh, He's in March, and I have there's some like things in October, November. Yeah, most of my family's birthdays on both sides of my family mm. are like 
tightly packed in the summer. Also, when this is released, this will be about, what, 13 days after Brody Lee died? Yeah. yeah. yeah so today, as we're recording, it's 10 days. Uh, we record on Tuesdays, as everybody knows. Uh, it is now 8 o'clock. Uh, 8.05. It's 8.05. We're on Turner time, baby. Yeah, well, Let's that's 6.05. But, yeah. Well, the thing that came after that would come on at 8.05. Sure. Oh, okay. They used to always do... T- TBS would do that when Turner was, like, really in control of it because they were, like... If wrestling we, talk, by the way. If uh, Well, this is just TV talk, really, because yeah. it wasn't just wrestling that did that. They no, but, but the whole Turner thing yeah. is because of wrestling, yeah. They would always start their shows on TBS at, like, 6.05, 8.05, 8.35... Because then it's over. Like you say, it's a half hour show and you're watching Mama's Family. Because I used to always be on. Or Andy Griffin. Yeah. Or one as, of those shows as, was always on there. As I did. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. If it came on at 8.05, we'd be done at 8.35. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I can't watch. So this is pre-DVR. So I'm like, I can't watch what's on the other channel. It started five minutes ago. I'll yeah. just stay on TBS. Okay. And it was a trick to get people to stay with them. Word. Word. Okay. Um. So before we get into our show. Mm-hmm. What's that little prick's name that uh that went down and killed the people? He was like seventeen, little uh, the, oh the the right winger kid, Jacob something. No, what? No, no, I don't think that's his name. Oh yeah, I, I can't think of the kid's I'm name. I'm surprised you don't have uh any info about him. I mean, he entered a not guilty plea. Yeah, yeah, I, I know the uh, the kid you're talking about. The yeah. uh, yeah, I can't think of his name now. Yeah. Maybe you, uh, you could Google like right wing asshole not guilty. <laughs> every every right wing asshole in the country apparently. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anyway, he. Uh, so with without you know we're having a little hiccup here. We don't know his name. Jacob. No, 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 no. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. How did you not remember Rittenhouse? You always talk about the Rittenhouse. I, I should. He's my he's my kin apparently. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> Rittenhouse. He's my family. Uh, it, it, if you don't know, I am related to the Rittenhouses, uh, not probably not his Rittenhouse family, unless his family is related to the, the Philadelphia Rittenhouses, the, the legendary Philadelphia, Rittenhouses. The, the Rittenhomes, um, the Ritten estates, uh, my family are the Rittenhouses. Um, my grandmother's grandmother, I believe her name was Ella Rittenhouse. Uh, I think she was one of those like. Married somebody from a different religion and oh, got shunned. She got shunned. Yeah, yeah. like she was maybe she was Catholic and you know, or she like Protestant, or, or she was she was Protestant and married a Catholic or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Big no no back then. Yeah. Big no no. Very strange. Uh but anyway, going back to this Kyle Rittenhouse kid, he uh, he he entered a not guilty plea. I'm going to say something that uh our, a lot of our viewers are going to disagree with. Okay. Uh I think. That was smart on his move, as he should have entered not guilty. Yeah, usually if you're entering a guilty plea, it's because you have a plea bargain. Most people are going to enter a not guilty plea. That's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it because I don't think he's guilty. Oh. What would he be guilty of? It was self-defense. You could argue he shouldn't have been there. You could argue he was 17. Doesn't matter. It's still self-defense. Should you not fucking, you know, if you're being attacked, should you not? Stand your ground. I don't know if you can claim self-defense if you provoked the attack, and they could argue that he provoked the attack. Like, if you're robbing a house... I don't think he provoked the attack, though. I think he was attacked first. I I, I don't know enough. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was attacked first. And that's where... This is where people on the left, when they start ignoring all the the rules that they want to follow, and all the rules they put out, you know... If if he... 
I don't know 100%. I'm saying I think that that's what happened. I'm right. pretty sure he was attacked first. Because I know he was there providing, like, water, like, giving water to people and, like, doing other things. Like, he had a gun, but he was there also helping. There was, like, some kind of dumpster fire thing there. He was help trying to put the, the fire out. He was there, like, actually helping with things. There's There's video of him helping. And I think that he even helped somebody that was like hurt or something odd like that. Uh, and then he, he I, as far as I know, he was attacked and he was being jumped by a, by a bunch of fucking crazy assholes, which is what they were. Look, if you're out there and you're, if you can't peacefully protest, stay the fuck home. I don't, I, I any violent protesting Antifa type fucking shit. You're, you're the opposite sides of the same coin. As the people you fucking hate. If you're if you're not peacefully protesting, you're a fucking piece of shit. If you're out there being violent, if you're jumping people, you're just as bad as the people that you fucking claim are bad. You're you are those people. You are all the right wingers that you, you're all you are all the Trump supporters that you fucking hate. You are you're the same thing. If you're out there burning down businesses, fuck you. If you're flipping over cars, fuck you. It's only okay when the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you want to eat horse shit? Fuck you. No, that's okay when the Eagles win a Super uh, Bowl. Well, we don't have to worry about that for a long time, so. That's true. Um, I'm just saying, like, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I don't like the kid. Fuck him. Fuck right-wingers. I, I would say, let's let the justice system take our course, but this is also oh, the on. day we're recording this, that the people who shot Andre, or Andre Blake, he's a goalie for the Philadelphia Union, Jacob Blake <laughs> in the, don't shoot Andre Blake, he's really good. The the cops who shot Jacob Blake in yeah. the back were cleared because it was self-defense, so yeah. I have no faith in the justice system whatsoever. Yeah. I, so I, this kid probably will get off because he's white. I, I said this to you earlier before we talked, I said, a lot of my views are different than yours. I I understand the violence. There's a lot of violence and we can't just ignore it because somebody's black or because of somebody's a minority fucking people don't like cops. They're they're taught to not like cops and disobey and be, you know, like I will not comply. This, this is shit that should not be taught in communities that is taught in communities. And it's like a lot of these people want a fucking death wish. We know how violent and, and we know, we know cops are killers, right? Yes. So why do you go out there and do shit to provoke cops? Well, I always say treat cops like they're the robbers. Like, don't make any sudden moves. Exactly. Do what they exactly. say and nobody gets hurt. Treat cops like they're robbers. Right. And, then take, they're and, then, and then do other smart fucking ways to get them out of there. Like, obviously what you're doing right now isn't working because people are still getting killed. Yeah. So it's not working. Stop doing that. Stop trying to be a fucking martyr. Stop trying to, you know, stop with this whole I will not comply bullshit because the cops are looking to fucking shoot you. That's the truth. They're looking to kill you. You're just giving them fucking, uh, I don't know, uh, excuses. You're giving them, you are target practice to them. You're not even target practice. You are the target. Um, and they're not getting in trouble for it. So what the fuck are you doing? Why do you want, why do you want to get killed? I don't know. Uh, seriously. Do you think it's going to stop? Do you think it's going to change something, something radically? Like, I think most people in those situations aren't thinking perfectly rationally. Though. No, because they're being taught to not think that. They're, you you see, like, I'm on a dating site. It's a very high-pressure situation where, where we are, are expecting the person that doesn't have the, the tons of training for these situations to be the one that's going to have a level head. Okay. Which is where I think that the problem lies. Mm, 
My thing is, if you if you if you know if you know fucking cars are coming down the street, you know cars are flying down the street. Don't walk in front of it to go. Well, they shouldn't hit me. Well, that's true. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No, that 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 doesn't let the driver of the car to from blame either. That's fine. We know that. But but don't be fucking stupid and walk into traffic either. And don't fucking tell that. Hey, listen. Cars shouldn't hit you so you can walk out in front of traffic because that's what's happening in a lot of communities. They're being taught that they're being taught. Fucking don't listen. They're being taught. Don't comply. It's fucking stupid. How stupid is that? No, it's not a wise thing to do. No, it's not wise. It's not wise. And not not just that, but like they're being taught to fucking like, you know, we we need to we need to fucking uh, have. I, I believe in civil unrest to to a degree. But there's like no level of respect at all and it's a lot of fucking and i think that that's what it is they're like you're not going to respect i'm going to teach you respect i'm going to shoot enough of you until you finally fucking go and i think honestly i think that's the mindset am i saying that that's the right mindset no yeah it's definitely not the right mindset for a group of people that's sworn to protect and serve but they're not doing that that's not of course that's not a thing anymore well because that ship has sailed along because their thing is that the the, i'm telling you what why they're doing it because they're going you know what? We were there to protect and serve. You were too fucking rowdy. You, you, it's too fucking. You're too far gone now. There's no more talking to you. We're going to fucking take matters into our own hands and we're going to do it until you fucking act properly and until you stop acting. That's I'm telling you, that's the mindset. Well, yeah, that, that's literally that you, is the you mind- just explained the militarization of police. Yes, I, I know I have. I know I have. I'm telling you exactly what it is. And I'm and I'm saying for people that are listening under like understand that they're not going to stop until you stop right the cops are the robbers do what they say and no one gets hurt is basically the message well you are in their country well it's everybody's country. no it's not it's not it's not everybody's country you, you know that right it's it is not the land of the free i i do understand right this. yeah and until and 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 stepping out and you know doing all the things that you're doing right now really isn't where it's got to be taken to you know, so you're saying surrender in a sense surrender there's nothing we can do it's a police well, they're not no they're not they're not doing anything they're not fucking going in and, and arresting you they're not like going into houses well, not me i'm white of course they're not more white people have been killed than black people not per capita doesn't matter about per capita more white people if your argument is they're not killing people you you just said i'm white more white people have been killed which means they're killing white people don't use that argument because we're if, if we're not using per capita, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about, um, uh, well, exactly like on I a, just on said. A we're case not, by case basis, obviously not. Still, roll, more numbers. white people have been killed, which means they're killing white people. So don't bring up that they're not killing white people if you're going to ignore that fact. They're, they're, they're still killing them. They're still killing white people. They're killing anybody. And there's obviously going to be exceptions to every rule, but I think the the breaking point to where they decide, okay, I'm going to kill this person is a lot lower for somebody that's not white. Sure, but they're still fucking, they're still going to want to shoot me just as much as they're going to want to shoot a black person, depending on where you, like, there's not a lot of black people where we live here, and there's not a lot of fucking, uh, you know, cops shooting people around here either, right. but because I think that we're not resisting as much. Do you think it also has to do with a lot of people around here are armed? Could be. Do you think that 
Could be. I don't know because when I was arrested, hey, you know I'm a big fan of Arm the Left. That is my. I I love the idea of Arm. You were the left. not a big fan of Arm the Left up until like a year ago. Yeah, I, I yeah, because it's time to fight fire with fire. Maybe who who look if, there, if there's going to be a civil war in this country, the left has a big disadvantage when it comes to arms. No, 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 no. Oh, that's where that's where I think it's the the the, the police thing is not a um. Uh, real, real quick, like, like and I was also saying, it's the one thing like and, and like I was saying earlier, like Panthers I was saying earlier, man, real you, quick, real you, quick. Uh, if, I you was want, real quick if you want gun control, mm-hmm. having the bringing back the Black Panthers is going to give you here real quick because that's when the NRA came out for gun control is when the Black Panthers are like, hey, everybody, uh, get you guns. know, there are black people marching, right? They're militias. They do nothing. They're they're not big enough. They need to get bigger. And do what? Just be present. You're white. Just be. Present. You're not on their side. They don't like you. What are you talking about? You're the fucking enemy, stupid. <laughs> what are you talking about? You'll be fucking, you'll be goose stepping real fucking quick because it's if if there's a civil war and it's it, it'll be black versus white, not fucking left versus right. Just understand that. It's that. <laughs> so you you better either fucking hide in the basement with your fucking gun and just shoot at anybody that comes near a door. Well, if there's any kind of war, I'm probably gonna hide. So that that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> you're not dude if there's a fucking civil war it's race there's already fucking i'm on enough things i'm on enough platforms to see how these people are fucking like just everybody you parlors fucking trying to militarize like that's for all the the racist white people Mm -hmm. and then you have all these other things like i go in stereo that's for all the racist black people uh god damn dude it's not about left versus right it's fucking black versus white Homie, you're not black. You're an enemy. You don't like the racist white people, but you say nothing about the racist black people. And that's a problem because there's no fucking there's no like because logic is being thrown out now. And that's what go, sir, let's circle way back to this fucking thing with this uh, Kyle Rittenhouse kid. Circle way back. Fucking logic is being thrown out here. Like. They focus on, well, he was 17. He shouldn't have had a gun. He shouldn't have been there. Yeah, no shit. All right, I get all I that. I think, like, the legal argument with that, too, is... Fuck the... Dude, stop. Fuck the we, legal... We talk about he should have pled not guilty, or pleaded not guilty. Yeah. Um, I believe in Wisconsin, it is illegal for a minor to cross state lines with a gun, mm-hmm. and he wasn't from Wisconsin. Right. So just being there armed, he is committing a crime, and I think there are rules where you cannot claim self-defense if you are if you're being attacked in commission of a crime. Like if a robber is robbing a house and the owner I of the house that, beats the shit out of them and the robber yeah, but there's always, them, they can't claim There's always some kind of loophole to well, that. Well, the loophole is he's going to hope that he gets a white jury. That's the loophole. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, if that's I, the loophole. I would hope so. I would fucking hope so. I don't want the kid going to fucking prison for murder. That's And that's the problem is that is that there are a lot of people that do want him to go to prison for murder. That's where I'm saying is that that's a fucking huge problem because if it was a fucking black kid that did the same exact thing, but the, the roles were reversed and it was a, a black fucking 17 year old, you know, left leftist kid. And it was some other like thing, man, leftists would be like, well, you know, and they would look for fucking every lo- legal loophole. Why wouldn't they? I'm just saying, I just, I don't want to see the kid go to fucking prison for murder. Let him go to jail for other things. 
if, if it's illegal to cross the state lines with a gun, if that's Ill- you said that's illegal? I believe it is. Fucking let him go to jail for that. But I think he's uh, plead, uh, pleading not guilty to murder, right? I don't know. I, I don't know if nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's what they... I, I've been trying to... Uh, I know the national thing, that's not quite political. I've been trying to steer away from the political cases because they were trying to rein that back a little bit. Why? So I thought that's what we were doing. Wait, on this show? Yeah. Yeah, it was a joke, right? Oh, no, I, I didn't know it was a joke. I thought it was like a real thing we were trying. How? We we talk about murder fucking cases. That is true, yeah. How, how would we not do that? Yeah, that's my only thing is. My, my thing is like fucking throw the book at him for every, every fucking thing he did. But I, fi- fuck, man, I hope they find some kind of... I do. I don't want to see the kid go to fucking prison for, for trying to defend himself. And, you know... And saying like, well, he shouldn't have been, you know, there. But he was there and he was being attacked. He was being fucking violently attacked. You know, like I I'm, I told you before, just with the Trayvon thing, you know, uh, and George Zimmerman, he was being attacked. He was being physically fucking attacked. Doesn't matter if the cops told him, you know, to leave him alone. He was still being attacked. He fucking had his head cracked or whatever the fuck. Trayvon Martin was violently, he was beating the shit out of him. He was overpowering him. He was bigger than him. He was stronger than him. He was obviously tougher than him. And, you know, and the dude pulled out his fucking gun and shot him. Self-defense. To me, self-defense is self-defense. Doesn't matter what state you're in. Doesn't matter how how old you are. Self-defense is self-defense. If George Zimmerman was beating the shit out of Trayvon Martin and Trayvon Martin was 17 and shot George Zimmerman and had, a you know, and it was the same thing. I would say Tray- Trayvon Martin shouldn't fucking go to uh, go to prison for for murder. You know, like if it was the same thing, I, I literally would be like, no, he shouldn't fucking go to prison. He was fucking defending himself. So that's where I stand on that. I it's it's not like I'm a Kyle Rittenhouse because fuck Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't like the fucking kid anyway. He's uh, I don't like his. I, I don't like I don't like right wingers. I don't like them. I'm not defending. And, and it seems like I'm defending. Uh, but I'm not defending him because there's a right winger. I'm just saying I I don't like hypocrisy. And I think what's fair is fair. And I don't think that the kids should go to fucking unless he was absolutely provoking, you know, and he did shoot at them first, which he I know he didn't. We know he was being attacked first and then he shot, you know, um, maybe you could get him for like manslaughter or something like that. I think for the people running away. Yeah, if you shoot, well, if you shoot somebody running away, it's no longer self defense. Yeah, only if you're a cop, apparently. Yeah, but they got a cop could do anyway. A cop could walk well, in here and shoot both of us. You know what, dude? That's the thing, though. That's the thing that's tough, dude. That's the thing that's really, really fucking tough. We do you support the military? Because you, if, if you a say, lo- uh, it's a tough question. If you say you support the military, I so su- I support you, the military for defense, not offense. Yeah, but there's that's the you know you can't. You can't pick one. There's there's no separating it. It's all the military is one thing. It's defense and offense. It, you know, I think our military needs to be radically scaled back. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. It's kind of like, you know, like the, the 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 military isn't isn't, you know, fucking, uh, you know, karate defense only. It's well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get it's that. It's a lot of Cobra Kai. 
Well, yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's you can't actually, just say it's the same thing with police. Though. You can't just say we can't have a police force anymore because then you have anarchy and madness. You can't just say we're right. not going to have a military uh, anymore because then somebody absolutely. will invade I'm with you. you. Yes. Like uh, so, it's yeah, a necessary. It's a necessary thing. Yeah. But it can overreach, and our military overreaches a whole lot. Mm-hmm. A whole. Lot. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm just saying though, like, but in that, there sometimes you can't take chances, and I think with that cop. You know, when you're in that fucking mindset of of like there's a dude that you're 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 giving him orders. He's not obeying the orders. You're telling them to fucking stop. They're not listening. He's going towards a car. My thing is, is they should be fucked. Cops are not trained to. We said this. We were talking about this off the air. Cops are not trained anymore to incapacitate people. They're trained to fucking kill. Right, because I think the idea is like if you shoot somebody in the knee, they can still maybe get to the gun and shoot you. So you have to. Well, if you if you shoot somebody in a fucking knee, right, or you shoot them in the leg, you have that time from them. If you get shot in the leg, you're gonna be like ah, fuck, you're gonna be grabbing your fucking leg, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have time to fucking go and 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 you know run up to them, and you know maybe kick the gun away. You have things on you. You know you have things that you could fucking do you know, to stop them. Uh, and if, if not, then you shouldn't be a cop. Maybe if you're not quick enough to get to them, when you shoot them in the fucking leg, you know, plus there should be other, other things too. You should have other weapons on you. Like they have those beanbag fucking guns. Well, they, they always have, yeah, they call them less lethal because yeah. they can still kill people. Okay, sure. But still fucking use them. Right. You know, tasers, obviously, you know, there, there are different things. Maybe in the set, like, I don't know, because I'm not in that cop's head. And this is where I disagree with you. Like, cops aren't 100% perfect. You, you, they, people freak out. You can't be. And I know you, you what's the, uh, what's the fucking one quote you always go to? But it doesn't matter, because it does, it, it, about being, like, about, you, you can't take, oh, what the fuck is it? Something about cops. You always go to this one quote. Is it quote. the Chris Rock thing? What is it? Like, he was talking about how, um, you know, that's a job where you can't have any bad apples. Yeah. Like, pilot. Like, you can't say, right, most right. of our pilots are good, but this motherfucker flies planes in the mountains. It's not about that, because that's not the same thing as, like, as being a cop. Because this is a high-pressure situation with guns involved, and and you don't know, like, when, when you're trying to get people to fucking stay calm and they're not listening, people freak the fuck out. And... If you're going to say, well, then they shouldn't be a cop. I mean, that's fucking maybe that's a that's a good point, but they're not going through all the proper like they're not going through all these mental health checks beforehand. They're well, not- yeah, yeah. We we're also doing the service to the police because we're not you know, providing them with adequate skills. And there's certain things that maybe yeah. they should have a social worker with them that's going to be better they should- trained to defuse things, even though obviously when shit goes down, you you know, that when worse comes to worse, you're going to need a cop. Like, I'm not saying cops have no right. use. They, I, obviously, they do. I'm thinking if this, if this cop really fucking shot, he was probably worried that this guy was going for a fucking weapon. Shoot him in the fucking leg. That's that's my thing. And why shoot him in the back? That uh, what was his name? The the guy that got shot in the back that was going. Andre Blake. Andre Blake. Um, now he's what, paralyzed now. Paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why? You know, shoot him in the fucking leg. Shoot him. In a, if you're going to shoot, shoot him in the fucking leg. Um, Jacob Blake, sorry, Jacob Blake. Andre Blake is the, the, the soccer player. I get them confused. God damn it, Jacob Blake. Jacob is Blake, you're right. Player. Yeah, yeah. Or Jacob Blake is the, the right. person. Well, anyway, we've gone on for like over 20 minutes now uh, about this. So, 
Um, Before we get into the show proper, uh, it's not the exact beginning of the show, but um, Murder My Dude on Facebook is at Podcast My Dude, on Twitter at Murder My Dude, Instagram at Murder My Dude. Yeah. Uh, You can email us, MurderMyDude at gmail.com. If if you have a take, if you have something to say to us, that's how you get a hold of us. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoy the show, a uh, favorable review goes a long way. I hey, like listen, even if you're even if you want to tell me I'm an absolute uh, you know, ninny muggins. Have you been reading what I'm typing on my phone right now? No. Because I wanted to know how you spell ninny muggins. What? It's a joke. Is it from the movie? I don't know what ninny muggins is. No. Um really? No. It's from the movie Elf. No, I don't think I I think I saw like maybe half of Elf. Oh. Boy. Um if you want to tell me that uh, that I'm an idiot, that you that you hate me, uh, you could actually reach me on. Well, I I run the I run the Instagram. Uh, you run the Twitter. Yeah. Do you do the Twitter? Sometimes. I, I Not ne- as much as I should. I never tweet or twit. You never tweet or twat. Uh, I always twat. Actually, no, twits and twats are people who tweet. I'm always a twat. My grandfather used to call a vagina a tweet. Yeah, you just call it, yeah, like, ah, yeah, bet she uh, doesn't watch her little tweet. That's what you'd say. Classy guy. Um, Yeah, so also uh, you can reach us on Facebook. Did you say Facebook yet? Yeah, that was the first one I did. Okay, so. podcast, my dude, or just search Murder, my dude. Also, I'm on Facebook at Jackie Rudo. uh, Well, if you search Jackson Wells, but the the thing is, I guess it's Facebook.com slash Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, Rudo, R-U-D-O. Mm-hmm. So I'm on there as Jackson Wells. I'm not on Facebook. No, no, you're not. That guy from the wrestling podcast is a lot like me. That looks a lot <laughs> like yeah, you. He uses your picture. Yeah, he's he's on Facebook. Why does he I'm use not, your picture? I don't know. Weird. But yeah, I, if, if you reach us to it, reach out to us at Murder My Dude, we'll, uh, the Murder My Dude Facebook, we'll both get. It. I've been tagging on the on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've been tagging myself and that that guy, yeah. the wrestling guy. Look, it's not exactly Clark Kent and Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's not huh. exactly Clark and Superman. Huh. So, all right. Well, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. What do we do first on the show? I never remember. This week matter. What's the headline? I'm not really a right winger. Okay. New details emerge on man believed to be behind Nashville terrorist attack. In, in our opinion, because the FBI has said today that they do not label this a terrorist attack. Because he's white. Okay. <laughs> Last week we yeah. covered Anthony Quinn Warner. And I remember him, Anthony Quinn. He was a good actor. That was Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn. Yeah. Not this is Anthony Quinn Warner. Oh. Not Aiden Quinn. Not Anthony Hopkins. None of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Quinn Warner was the 63 year old man from Antioch, Tennessee, Antioch. who is believed to have been the perpetrator behind the Nashville, Tennessee Christmas morning bombing. Uh, since then, we've gotten some background on the man behind the attack. After the attack, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation declared that Warner was, quote, not on their radar, but evidence has emerged regarding alleged threats that Warner had made in the middle of 2019. In August 2019, police were called to the home of Warner's then-girlfriend, her name has not been released to the public, by the girlfriend's attorney, I think he was also uh, Warner's attorney, Raymond Throckmorton III. Yeah, fake name. <laughs> who had expressed concern about some things that uh, his client had told him, along with the belief that she was suffering a, quote, mental health crisis. Police arrived at the woman's home, finding her on her porch with two loaded guns, 
which she had said at the time belonged to Tony Warner. Uh, she then stressed that she no longer wanted them in her home. Uh, she then told them that Warner frequently spoke of the military and bomb making and said he had expressed confidence to her that he could make a bomb. The FBI and the Department of Defense checked in on the claims, and it was ultimately determined that there was insufficient evidence to obtain a search warrant of Warner's home. Reminder, never tell women what you can do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially if you're just trying to impress them, you can't really do it. Like, oh, I can make bombs. And you don't even know how to like make a, make a potato salad. You really don't know how to make potato salad? I don't it depends. It's, it's such a weird thing, because there's... Do you ever have to make the potato battery in, like, school? No. Like, you plug the wires in the potato? No, you know, I had to, uh, I had to cut open a frog. I did that, yeah. And, uh, and I, and I, I refused to do it, and the guy kept getting mad at me. Huh. And I, uh, yeah, the teacher got fucking mad at me and sent me out to a different, uh, thing. I refused to do it. They're not supposed to, to do that. They're supposed to give you a, sec- a different assignment, like a written assignment. Well, he did. Yeah. He gave me a written one, but sent me out of the room and made me go somewhere else because he was so pissed off at me. Huh. I think they may also, I mean, I'm sure he was pissed off at you because teachers can be assholes. I think they have to do that because they assume, like, if you have some kind of moral objection, you don't want to see other people doing it. Yeah, maybe. I just cut up the frog. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, we had to do that in a starfish. Yeah, I did that, too. Who was your teacher? Uh, Stanbury. He's an older guy. Okay, I didn't have Stanbury. No, mine was, hmm, I don't remember who it was. But yeah, that was at uh, Ashland. Yeah, I, I did that at the high school. It was, well, it was ninth grade, but I did ninth grade in high school. Ninth? It was seventh grade for us. Really? I did it in ninth. Hmm. Yeah, so. I know the people behind me, they, because like, everybody had like, the, the our science class, it was like, there were tables where it'd be like two people at a table. So. Yeah, go ahead. So the people behind me and the person I was sitting with, hmm. uh, were these two people I was kind of friendly with, and they cut their the head off of their fog after they were done and put it in somebody's backpack that's fucking disgusting um going back to the potato salad thing real quick it's so funny how how different people make potato salad yeah like different like uh you have the dutch potato salad where they use like mustard in their Mm -hmm. thing it's like mayo i think like the, the pennsylvania dutch put mustard in everything yeah um the way my mom makes it is my favorite way. And uh, there's this guy, Julio, that used to work at the place my mom worked at. And Julio made the best fucking potato salad. My mom made the be- second best potato salad. And usually people put their mom, oh, my mom made the best. No, my mom yeah. always made really good potato salad. Mm-hmm. Um, she made a lot of good food. My mom could cook. I could cook, too. I, I guess that's where I get it from. My dad could cook his ass off. So. Um, but my mom made good potato salad, but it was simple. It was like potatoes, uh, mayo, salt, pepper. A little bit of garlic powder, um, onion, celery, egg, and I think that's it, right? Sounds pretty much you know, like a hard boiled egg. Um, I think she puts egg in it. Uh, but then you have some that are that like don't use celery or or onion. Yeah, and they'll put like I don't know. They'll put other stuff in it. It's just like it's so weird how how they they do it. And I know like. Apparently, black people make their potato salad different, and they hate white people potato salad. And it's like it's one of those things where, you know, white people are criticized for the way that, that they do shit. Um, I don't know, man. My mom makes really good fucking potato salad. I'll I, I'd put it against any black potato salad. I haven't had a lot of uh, black potatoes. Pota- <laughs> well, most I've never had a lot of black potatoes or one. Let me tell you something though. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I think for most fucking food, 
like most like barbecue food, probably going to take black people over white people. Probably, it's probably going to go that way. But as far as the potato salad goes, I don't know. I would have to, to I, we need a potato salad uh, World Cup. Oh, let's do it. In, instead of a physical race war, let's have a potato salad race war. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. If we didn't do like whatever, my dude, that would be the episode title for this episode. Potato salad race war. I like it. My dude. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Um, uh, the other thing, with, uh, I remember they did a, oh, uh, okay. I thought we were going back to this, uh, to this guy. They, no. um, I, the other thing that I, I was thinking with, with potato salad was when the guy did the potato salad Kickstarter and he raised like 20 grand. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I would have raised $15 to make potato salad. And they got like 20 grand cause it came, became a viral thing. Yeah. It's, it's funny how people can throw money away like that, but can't fucking help homeless. Right. I think he did wind up donating. Good. A, a I'm, glad he, I'm glad he, I'm glad he, I'm talking about those people. Yeah. You know, like uh, when when I was on um, when I was on that uh, what was it called Meet, Meet Me, me. Mm-hmm. when I was on Meet Me, I saw when all the stimulus checks were coming in, how much people were just throwing shit around all William million of people on there, and it was just like, you can fucking you can give thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Just one person alone to somebody. I mean, there are people like there's this woman. She made over a million dollars on that fucking thing. Literally over a million dollars on there. Just people give it. And it's like, and then you're going to sit there and bitch about the fucking poor about and people being lazy and not going and do. But because there's a hot woman. You're going to fucking throw money and that's okay. That's. I don't I don't like that shit. I don't like that. I wonder shit. if it's going to pick up again now. There's a uh, well, it's only half the stimulus, but there was another stimulus this week. And I know Wolf just said something about uh, putting money towards businesses. And well, that, that's CARES Act money. That's some of like the government money that, like, besides the direct payments. And and Republicans are bitching about that that he's doing. And it's like anything he fucking does, you're yeah. going to bitch at mm-hmm. anything he does. And it's as people are saying, they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like. He's doing like these other fucking, you know, because Republicans want only the the, the rich white people to stay rich and other people to stay fucking poor. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. They don't want anybody. It's a class thing before it's a race thing. I, I'm always going to stick with that. Are they racist? Of course they are. Not not everybody, but I'm sure that there's, a, a, you know, a, a bunch of fucking Trump supporters that aren't really racist, but don't really. What's the thing that they say about like. You may not be racist, but you... I always say you're a racist enabler, or you're a racist... No, but... They... I always say you're on the racism spectrum. Right, but it's... Yeah, it's like... It's like you you may not be racist, but you... You're certainly helping the people who are. Yeah, like that, something yeah. like that, yeah. So, anyway. All right, let's get back so, to yeah, this. Back to, back to Anthony Quinn Warner. Uh, yeah. So, they, they get all this... They, they get all this information from his estranged girlfriend, mm-hmm. but the, the police, the FBI, the Department of Defense, they decide there's not enough to get a search warrant. And several people who knew Warner uh, also came forward saying that they received packages that were postmarked two days before the Christmas Day bombing. Filled with potato salad. No, no. nothing to do with potato salad. Okay. Um, I got it wrong. Uh, the packages uh, were uh, were ad- basically addressed by Julio. And that was a name that Warner... Hey, would... that's the guy... <laughs> Not I, that Julio. Who made the potato salad. No. This this uh, Warner would always use the name Julio as like a pseudonym. Mm. Kind of like how... Uh, ah, going back to JFK and... and uh... The thing I thought of was uh, Hunter S. Thompson always used Raul Duke. Raul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny. Raul 
was a name used during the uh, during the whole JFK thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, there was a, a guy named Raul. And there was also there's JFK. And there was another thing where there was like a, either Raul or. There was another name that was oh, like the Martin Luther King thing. Ramon, yeah, it was like yeah, Ramon. I think yeah, it was one of those names. Yeah, it was like definitely like a Latin sounding name. Yeah, because we talked about the guy. Yeah, wow, funny. What wouldn't it be funny if Hunter S. Thompson was that? That would be hilarious. Wow, and he was uh, involved in shooting him. So that would be. His he liked name. his guns. He did. And he used one of them himself eventually. So uh, Julio was the thing that uh, Mark used. Uh, not Mark. Uh, uh, Tony Warner used to address these letters. Also, the name of his dog. And these these packages had a nine page note, uh, just loaded with things about conspiracy theories. You know, some of the more plausible ones to the wacky stuff. So you had stuff about like nine eleven. You had stuff about the moon landing and aliens. But there's also like there's lizard people, and they have a switch that makes them invisible, and they just look like regular people. Mm. So he he blew the lizard people thing too. And these pa- so they had this nine pages of notes about conspiracy theories, and also uh, he sent these friends of his flash drives that would have videos that Warner had downloaded that he wanted them to watch. And the lit- l- the one letter started, Hey dude, you'll never believe what I found in the park. The knowledge I've gained is immeasurable. I now understand everything. And I mean everything from who, what we really are to what the known universe really is. So this is what he's sending to, uh, to his friends a few days before he dies. He even had a line that was like, life is an illusion and things like that. Or uh, death is an illusion. It was something I remember from like Bill Hicks. So, he was uh, kind of in that new agey, spacey, like kind of out there stuff. But yeah, so we we've learned a little bit more about uh, Anthony Warner now that he is uh, no longer with us. And I know the FBI has said like if anybody suspects they got a letter from him, please come forward. We want we want to see it. So what's our next story? Not as not as lighthearted. California personal trainer accused of decapitated two of his children. Ooh, boy. Maurice Jewel Taylor Senior, thirty four is likely uh, about to undergo rigorous legal examination of his mental state following his arrest on two counts of murder and two separate counts of child abuse. Taylor is... Yeah, I think that there should be another term for that, uh, for if you decapitate your children and not have it called child abuse. That's not the child abuse. Oh. That's the murder. They, They do have another term. It's called murder. No, no, I know. So he's being arrested. No, no, no. I'm talking about like... He has four children. Okay. He was arrested for murder of murdering two of them oh, and abusing the other two. Okay. Abusing the other two. Yes. Okay. I thought it was like, they were like, well, we're going to do, you know, because there's sometimes. And they can also get him for littering for just not putting the heads away properly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and getting the blood all over the place. Yeah. It's unsightly. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Good. All right, I'm, I'm glad he didn't. Uh, okay. So his yeah. other. Wait, I'm not glad that he abused more kids. No, I'm not either. This is a horrible story. Oh, fuck. Taylor is said to have decapitated his two eldest children, uh, Maliaka, 13, and Maurice Jr., 12, and then forced his two younger children, sons 8 and 9, uh, to view their... Bo- that was their ages, not their names. Oh. This is not the dark one. What, the- what were their names? Uh, the first ones are, uh, I believe it would be Maleka or Maliaka. Wasn't that... The- was that, uh... Wasn't that the name of, uh... That's- that sounds familiar. I think... No, that was like a pill. Like there was like a name for like um, the hell was the the group? It was kind of like the Bloodhound Gang. They were involved at like Daddy Long Legs, the guy from he he left Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, I, I've heard. I, I think I know Wolfpack. Or? Oh no, wait, no, 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 not not Wolfpack. I'm I'm confusing. And there's another. Yeah, I don't. You, I'm, you're getting out of my depth. Uh, and what was the confused. other name? 
uh, Maurice Jr. Okay. Uh, so th- those are the two that uh, that Maurice Jewel Taylor Sr. Mm-hmm. is uh, alleged to have decapitated. Uh, and then the younger children, uh, two sons aged eight and nine, uh, were forced to view their bodies, the, the bodies of their dead o- older siblings, before Taylor locked them both in their bedrooms for several days without food. Taylor Sr. worked as a personal trainer, and some of his clients had grown worried after he had failed to send them Zoom inv- invitations for a scheduled class. Because of COVID-19, he was doing, uh, uh, I think gyms are still closed in California, so he was doing like Zoom classes as far as being a personal trainer. And one of his clients, writer and attorney Howard Kern, who I invented personal training. That's uh, Howard Stern. Oh, oh. Yeah. Or as my grandfather uh, used to say, because he thought he was being funny, Howard Sperm. Oh, I get it. Here. You would uh, say that. Howard Kern. He would say, uh, what's in the news, Robin? And he, uh, Howard Kern, called local authorities to report a suspected gas leak at the Taylor residence. Kern expressed his shock regarding what police and firefighters found while talking uh, to the Los Angeles Times. Well, Kern was talking to the Los Angeles Times, not the police and firefighters. Um, Think of the nicest person that you know, then multiply that by five, Kern said of Taylor. He worked so hard to support himself. Unfortunately, we don't know enough to say what happened or what didn't happen. So this is one of those things where he just had no idea that this guy who was his personal trainer uh, turned out to be a bit of a monster. And we're bringing back somebody we talked about last week. Because this happened in... So so this guy is supposedly just a really nice guy? That, yeah, decapitated two of his kids and then locked the other two in a, in, in their rooms for a while. Wow. And uh, this happened when, in... Yeah, I do, I do wonder what happened. Cause, because a lot of people... We, we talked about this before with like a lot of knee-jerk reactions and stuff. A lot of people don't want to find out, but I do. Like, I want to know. So yeah. that, that way we can... We could look for signs in other people mm-hmm. and we could look for things and and try to help go, okay, this is what happened. Let's try to prevent this in other cases instead right. of going, let's kill him uh, and be as violent as he was towards them. Right. You're just doing the same thing. Maybe. You're perpetuating this or something. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Hey, this is why I'm not a fan of the death penalty. Right. And, and, and I get you. And you I, know, I, this is as heinous of a crime as it gets. Yeah. There's not many more crimes I think of that are as heinous as decapitating but we children. Need, but we need to fucking get to uh, put maybe like maybe they did something bad you I, don't, know? I don't think anything bad enough to be decapitated you never know man you never know they could be rooting for the dallas cowboys we don't know obviously right. obviously they from did what i've seen from reactions on uh on um uh like social media yeah maybe they were playing madden and they pulled their starters because apparently that's the worst thing you can do in the world right now is pull your starters in a football game oh my god i know what happened but they were eagles fans and he was a Giants fan. Oh, I, well, no, this happened before that. Oh, this happened. Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna maybe. Bring... Maybe he was like, "Don't fucking do that." Yeah. And then they're like, "No, we're gonna do it." Don't you take your quarterback out? No, we're going to. We're going to do it. It's just, we're, it's done. Yeah. We're doing it. And then he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna fucking. You're not even gonna see. You're not gonna be around to see it happen." I didn't want to be around to see that game happen. To be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're gonna bring back a character from last week. Lancaster or Lancaster Mayor R. Rex Paris. Oh, Remember that guy. Him? Yeah. This this case was Big also name. this case was also in Lancaster, California. Uh, he's he was a little more philosophical in his statements about this case. He said, "Quote: The social fabric of the country and the world has been shredded, and we are starting to see the aftermath. What I'm seeing is more and more people feeling desperate, and that can only have one result. Some people think that he uh, obviously." This guy was not in the best mental state. Uh, 
people who have it all together are rarely decapitating two of their children. Uh, in a, and they, they assume a lot of it might have been financial worries. Uh, if you're a personal trainer, the pandemic has been very, very rough for you, I would, I would imagine. It, it's a, you know, you can do the Zoom things, but it's it's a, it's a, it's an industry that's been hard hit. And in addition to assumed financial woes, Taylor's relationship with the mother of his children was strained. Kern reported hearing her yell through the phone uh, when he would be on the phone with her at the gym, when Taylor would be on the phone with his wife at the gym. And uh, a woman presumed to be the mother was found at the scene. She was questioned but not charged. And and hopefully we are going to get a little bit of uh, an idea of what was happening here because a uh, a mental health evaluation did occur yesterday as we record this. He was evaluated by psychiatrists on January 6th. And there is going to be a mental competency hearing for January 13th. So next week, he uh, he has a a uh, mental competency hearing scheduled. If convicted on all charges, Taylor faces 57 years, four months to life in prison. And he is currently being held on $4.2 million bail. So the name that I was thinking of, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Pekalika, Pekalika, Pekalika. Pick a lick. I don't know. It was some dancer dude that was with the Cottonmouth Kings. Okay. He would wear like a ski mask. I've heard of the Cottonmouth Kings. I couldn't tell you a thing about Sure. Them. Well, anyway, uh, that was his name. And yeah, he died uh, in like 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. They had um, a couple guys die. Well, I guess two. Well, it's a couple, right? right. Yes. Yeah, St. Yeah. Dog and Pick a Lick. Whatever the fuck his, his name was. Are you sure it's not Street Dog? No. It's not, but but the reason why I I was thinking because they had a they had a guy um what was his name Daddy X Daddy X was like a rapper with them. Well, I guess they don't have much of anybody anymore. Uh, they have like two people left from the were the originals or whatever. Uh, but Daddy X was like of Daddy Long Legs. That's why I was confusing yeah. them. Uh, with what's the what's the Wolf Wolfpack oh, Wolfpack yeah yeah. Who and Daddy Longlegs used to be with Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang, yeah. So okay. Anyway, n- enough of that. Enough of that. And that and enough of our show. Uh, for now, we're not done yet. We still have our main story. But before we get into that, we are going to take a very quick break. Hey, this is Jackson Wells. You know me for Murder, my dude. But you may not know that I have a new nostalgia podcast. Talking Back is my new podcast where I'll talk about everything from bikes to trains to, well, you get it. We're going to be talking classic toys, cartoons, wrestling, games, and more. And it's not just me. I'll have a new guest on each week to reminisce about their childhood favorites. Make sure to visit ProjectHumanoid.com to figure out more about guests, the premiere date, and other information. And follow Talking Back Pod on Instagram as well. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-A-C-K-P-O-D on Instagram. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. 
Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast, a pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic, so come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. So last week we talked a little bit about William Link, the TV writer, producer who had just died right before he went on uh, to record. And he was the co-creator of several murder mystery shows. Uh, and one of the shows he was involved with creating was Columbo. Yeah. And I bring up Columbo because like that show, which was centered around. And this is the guy from Philly, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was Philadelphia. Yeah. This guy was from Philadelphia. This, uh, this Born and raised. This, I don't know where he spent most of his days. Oh. But he uh, spent a lot of his adult days writing and creating TV shows, Columbo yeah. being one of them. And we bring it up because the whole wasn't the, the uh, wasn't the creator of Monk. Andy Breckman, I believe, is also from Philadelphia. Yeah. So Columbo and Monk, who Monk is kind of based off of Columbo a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit there. So Monk and Columbo are both created by people from Philly. I believe that is the case. Yes. Wow. Well, Columbo, I believe, was created by two people from Philly. Okay. So and Psych, right? Yeah, Psych. Nothing to do with Philly, right? Except for I met Corbin Burnson, and I'm right. from Philly. Yeah, so I'm sure Corbin Burnson has met many people from Philly. My my dad was in uh, Major League Two. Yeah, and uh, he met Corbin Burnson. Yeah, on Roger Dorn night, as a matter of fact. Wow, me and my dad both met Corbin Burnson separately. That's fucking weird. Okay, cool. Go ahead. So the reason I brought up Columbo, it didn't yeah. have anything to do with Philly or Corbin Burnson or Psych. There was a place called Palumbo's. Yeah, it burned down. Yeah, and it burned down in Philly. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring this up is because one of the big conceits, one of the big gimmicks on that show was you always knew who did it. Yeah. And it was just you, the whole thing was about finding out how Columbo was going to catch the guy. Right. Yeah. And this week's story like that is not a whodunit. The prime suspect in this case, who was eventually convicted of the crimes, was on law enforcement's radar for decades. It was always just a matter of putting together the evidence required to bring him to trial. And we have to kind of talk about some changes that happened in the legal system in Australia. Because this is an Australian case. Change. Oh. Mm-hmm. Returning and facing the strange. We're talking about a, an Australian case. Mm. And in January of 1976, Australia brought to life their new family court. Uh, prior to the Family Court Act of 1975, which was what created this new offshoot of the judicial branch, there was no such thing in Australia as a no-fault divorce. So, I don't know what that means. No-fault divorce means if you want a divorce, you can get a divorce. You just file for divorce. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, you can divorce somebody without them being at fault for something. Oh, okay. And before 1975 in Australia, you couldn't do that. Weird. Uh, it meant in order for a marriage to be dissolved before then, there had to be some kind of specific grounds for that divorce. Like cheating or something. Yeah, yeah. Adultery, abuse, insanity, yeah. criminality, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be like, they cheated on me and I can prove it and I want a divorce. These trials would be held in public and because these are the things they would need to prove, uh, it would also it would be a lot of people uh, just um, airing their sort of dirty laundry an open court. Maybe that's why they had it set up that way. Because they're like... It's like, if you are getting divorced, you're going to have to really want it. No, because yeah. they're like, we just want to fucking sit there and kick our feet up, eat some popcorn, and just yeah. listen to how fucked up your lives yeah. are. Before they had reality TV, yeah, they, they had to do That's this. how they fucking yeah. entertain themselves. Yeah. Oh, come on. Of course, that's that has to be part of it, right? It, it probably you is. You think so? Yeah. 
but but I guess it was a lot of there were a lot of problems, so they wound up changing it so family court was uh, instead private. No specific offense was required for the divorce to move forward. And even, like, to the thing where the judges didn't wear robes, the judges were wearing, like, more, like, they wore suits and things like that. They would look just like another one of the lawyers. Mm-hmm. So it almost seemed like it was mediation or arbitration instead of, like, a trial. And there's no jury around that the judge would make that the decision was a bench trial. So you you basically had the um, a more private and a more casual setting for for these proceedings. And... Yeah, the the thing is, these are some sensitive areas because family court was responsible for making determinations on child custody cases. So Leonard John Warwick and Andrea Blanchard married in the 1970s and had a daughter, Trudy. How funny is that? They were just talking about Monk and the daughter's name was Trudy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was not killed by a car bomb, but there will be car bombs later. And also, also, Mm -hmm. Uh Trudy Uh Cosby. Trudy Cosby. Cosby Show. Where'd you get the Cosby Show from? Wasn't there Trudy in the Cosby Show? That was Rudy. Oh, that's Rudy. Goddamn, I always mix up Trudy and Rudy. And Tootie and Fruity. Mm-hmm. Well, take the T off of Trudy and what do you get? What do you, what do you get? Rudy. Rudy. And who? Cosby Show. Bill Cosby from? Philadelphia. Right. There we go. Phil, Co- uh, Phil Cosby. Bill Cosby is currently in? Prison. And a lot of other people in prison have committed fraud. Murder. Oh, oh murder. murder. And our show is called murder. murder, my dude. Yes. And I'm from Philadelphia. My dad's from Philadelphia. My dad went to Temple. No, he well, didn't. Yes, he literally did. You didn't oh. come. You didn't. Oh. You didn't. Fin- let me finish. Okay. My dad went to Temple to see Bill Cosby. Oh, wow. On the new. You bet your life. Oh, damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the new, it was back in the 90s. This happened. Yeah. Because he took over and he was filming at Temple. Oh, wow. My my dad was in the audience for that. Interesting. Yeah. So, full circle. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Seems like a two full of a circle. Yeah. Seems like, seems like you kind of cut in the middle there and made our own, like, kind of cut the line and. It seems like we left the circle halfway through and went into an entirely new circle. But still a circle nonetheless. It's more of a figure eight at this point. Time. It loops. It, it, it's a flat circle. I heard that on a TV show once. Okay. So so Leonard John Warwick and Andrea Blanchard have a daughter, Trudy. Mm-hmm. The marriage was not a happy one. I call her Rudy. And uh, at least it wasn't a happy ma- marriage for Andrea Blanchard. Yeah. She alleges that shortly after the couple married in 1974... Uh, that Leonard became very controlling, demanding that she remain isolated from her friends and family, uh, going so far as refusing to teach her how to drive and forbidding Also, her. this is funny. Talking mm-hmm. about controlling and refusing uh, to let somebody drive. Who also did that? My dad. Oh. Mm-hmm. Was your dad Leonard John Warwick? <laughs> Could have been. His name is John. Huh. There you go. Yeah. Just not Leonard or Warwick. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he would refuse to teach uh, his, his wife how to drive. Uh, he for, forbid her from having keys to the house. Was it forbade? For, for, forbode. Forbode. Forboden. It was verboten. Uh, Blanchard even claimed that her family came to their home one day on her birthday, cake in hand, mm. and that Leonard Warwick refused to allow them to come into the house. Well, that's fucking fuck her then. Dude's got cake. No, 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 no. Fuck him. What? It's her birthday. Yeah. He's so controlling that when her family comes over with a birthday cake, you're like, no, nah, you can't come in. Oh. I don't want you here. Oh, fuck him then. Yeah. Yeah. They have cake, you piece of shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Blanch- I let anybody in my house with fucking cake. Blanchard also alleges that Warwick... I'll let anybody in your house if they have cake. Anybody. 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 You come to this house, you come to the door, and you have cake, you're coming in. Okay. Anybody. You can be a stranger with a gun. Strangers with cakes. Strangers with guns and cakes. Is that all you do? Grab them cakes? Yeah. I don't care what it takes. Yeah. I'm just going to grab them. T- I'm going to thump when they're in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that why you always walk around with a chain around your neck? Though? Yeah. And I I'd shake my fucking legs a lot. I do yeah. shake my legs a lot. Maybe you shouldn't drive a car. Yeah. It's not going to end well. Well, that's why I partially why I don't drive a car yeah. right now is because of my neuropathy. I meant like Junkyard Dog. Oh. He hit a pole or something. He killed himself. Yeah. And what are his initials? SR. What, what was his name? Sylvester Ritter. Oh, I thought it was JR. No. Yeah. SR. Okay. I'm trying to make things. I'm. It's I, neither here nor there. It's there. Way back in the day. So, uh, and, 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 and even beyond refusing to let the family with a birthday cake in, Blanchard also alleges that Warwick turned violent with a few months of their marriage beginning. Mm. And the straw that broke the camel's back, by her account, happened in March of 1979. That was a strong straw. When their daughter, Trudy, was just an infant. Uh, quote, and this is a quote from Andrew Blanchard, he started punching me. And then he pushed me down on the floor and started kicking me on the body and repeatedly punching me in the arm, Blanchard would testify. After the beating, Blanchard went to pick up Trudy and wasn't able to because of her injuries. Yeah. So at this point, she's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Uh, after the attack, Blanchard... But she left the baby because she couldn't pick her up. Well, no, she, I think she got somebody else to pick up the baby. Oh. She went to live with her father and her younger brother. How did she open the Steven. door? Maybe they opened the door for her. I don't know. Oh. I mean, she, she, just... she, she does have two arms, too. Uh, so I guess one, only one of the arms is bad. Why describe the baby with the other one? Maybe it was a very heavy baby. Fat fuck. After the attack, uh, Blanchard went to live with her father and younger brother, Stephen, mm. and uh, her and Warwick's divorce, property settlement, and custody battle were all set for family court, where the former former couple would make sporadic appearances for the next seven years, mm. appearances that the court would later call, quote, acrimonious. Cool word. It is a cool word. Yeah. Uh, it's like acromegaly and harmonious comes together yeah. to make acrimonious. Yeah. It's like uh, Lars Sullivan is acrimonious. Yeah. He had acromegaly. Oh. So, so did Andre. So while both parents petitioned for full custody, family court judge David Opus um, of the Mr. Holland's Opus fame <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, made him. arrangements for a custody split. According to Blanchard, during one of these court visits, Warwick told her, quote, you know that I can just shoot you, your father, at any time, right? Or I think he just said, you know, I can shoot your father at any time. Wow, okay. Leonard Warwick owned several guns, and he was experienced with using them. Uh, he was an avid hunter with two years of military experience before he left to join the local fire brigade. Uh, Warwick frequently... Fl- <laughs> I just imagine it's him and, like, nine other guys, and they just walk up and down the street the fire with a bucket and- <laughs> Goofy Oi, hats. where's the fire brigade? Yeah, and, and, and a big ladder. <laughs> and they just have little parades. <laughs> they have the parade. They're the parade brigade. Uh, so Warwick frequently flouted the rules that were set by the family court as well. He would keep Trudy longer than his allotted time. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were trying. You're like Russian. I'm not. No, I was like trying to make jokes there. And you're like, nah, don't want jokes. We, we need to uh, rush I'm, through this fucking I'm show. sorry to rain on your brigade parade. Thank you. Good, uh, good joke. So Solid. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So Trudy would uh, be kept longer than she was supposed to. He would just uh, bring her back when he felt like it. Um, he would show up on days when he wasn't supposed to for her. 
basically he would defy by the court and play by his own rules. And that that's something that uh, Leonard Warwick was kind of people who knew him say, say that, that that was him. He, like, if he wanted to do something, he would just do it. Yeah. It didn't matter what anybody else said. It didn't matter what the rules were. He played by his own rules. Yeah. Uh, so on February 21st, 1980. So by this time, by the way, uh, I have pretty much a toe hanging out of my mother's vagina. For, for four months? Yeah. For three months? Like a long toe. Okay. Yeah. Um. So on February 21st, 1980, Stephen Blanchard, again, that is uh, wow. Andrew, Andrea's younger sister. And this is probably just a little bit after the time, I guess, maybe like... Um, like a month before or so, my mom miscarried the other baby because oh. my, my mom was pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Uh, so on February 21st, 1980, Stephen Blanchard spent some time with his girlfriend after finishing up work and he left her house around midnight. The next time he was seen, six days later, on February 27th, because that's how time works, his body had been uh, found bobbing up in nearby Cowan Creek having been weighted down for the six days by bricks that had been tied around his waist with rope. A plastic bag had been tied around Stephen's head, but his death was very clearly caused by a single twenty-two caliber gunshot wound over his right eye. Suspicion immediately fell on Leonard Warwick, who, in addition to having motive, was known to own and know how to use a twenty-two caliber rifle, uh, but that evidence was considered too circumstantial to levy charges. Uh, just not yeah, enough. Just because you you know how to shoot a fucking twenty. Just because you anybody hate, can shoot a twenty two. Just because you hate the guy and you threaten to kill people in his family and you have the same gun. Not yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, another death adjacent to the family feud happened later that year on June. Well, 20- I mean, it's not enough. Well, apparently it wasn't. He didn't get arrested. What should it be? No, that alone is not enough. Thank you. Um, on June twenty third, nineteen eighty. Family Court Judge David Opus, who had presided over... And and June 23rd, 1980? I'm a month old at this point. Exactly. Yeah, a month to the day. I haven't been thought of. June 23rd? Also Glenn Danzig's birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a birthday man over here. Yep. Uh, May 23rd? My birthday. Ken Jennings' birthday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drew Carey's birthday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see who else. Uh, There's a lot of people. You just Google May 23rd famous birthdays. Mine should pop up. Good. It should. I'm glad. It should. It so, won't, but it should. Yeah. We have to get on that. So, family court judge David Opus, who had been uh, presiding over the divorce and custody hearings between the uh, Warwick Blanchard fa- Warwick slash Blanchard family, uh, he was having dinner with his family when somebody buzzed at the sec- security gate of his home in Wolhara. 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 Opus opened the gate, and he uh, just went to see who was there. And he was gut shot by a 22 caliber rifle. He was rushed to the hospital but died of his injuries later that evening. Kristen Opus, uh, David's widow, immediately suspected that somebody who had felt disgruntled after one of David's rulings didn't go the way they had wanted would, was the one to blame for the attack. In an interview that aired on Australian television in 2013, Kristen Opus also relayed the horror that her then 8-year-old son Joshua underwent that night. Quote, Joshua saw his dad and went absolutely rigid. I can still see his little face, absolutely wide-eyed and shocked. <sighs> like with the killing of her younger brother earlier in the year, Andrea Blanchard was certain that her ex-husband was to blame. Um, and on May 20th, 1980, just over a That's month... just three days before I was born. Everything's about your birthday, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's... Yeah. So this is, yeah, just and just a month over the, uh, the murder of David Opus. A month Bl- before, yeah. Uh, Blanchard claims that Warwick came up to her 
while Opus had adjourned a court uh, adjourned court during one of their many hearings. So that hearing that day, May twentieth, and uh, Opus adjourns the court, and Leonard Warwick comes over to Andrea Blanchard, and he goes, uh, "You don't have to worry about him anymore." Talking to, uh, talking about the judge, he won't be around much longer. And then a month later, a little over a month later, he's gut shot at the gate of his house, and he's dead. Huh. Um, well, maybe he was just like a Nostradamus. Or maybe he's putting a thumb on the scale when it comes to his predictions. Yeah, gotta prove it. But that was the problem here. Yeah. Police suspected that Warwick had two motives to kill the judge. First, stopping him from issuing rulings that he felt favored Andrea Blanchard, and also intimidating Blanchard into giving him his way. Uh, the next family court judge to make a key ruling between Warwick and Blanchard was Richard Gee, who made a ruling in the summer of 1983. Hey, that's when I was born. Yeah. I was born in the summer in of the 1983. In the summer of 83. Yeah. Uh, and this the, this episode is all about us. It's all about our birthdays. Yeah, that's the only important thing about this episode. Wow. So so Richard Gee made a warning or uh, warning a ruling that limited Warwick's allotted time with his daughter. In early Mar- March of the next year, 1984, when Gee was dealing with his wife being hospitalized, uh, he's in his home in Belrose, Australia, and a bomb went off. Whoa. Uh, that injured him and injured his two children, aged 12 and 15. Thankfully, none of the three were killed, but Allison Gee, uh, the then 12-year-old daughter of the family, believed that her mother would have been killed by the blast if she had been there. I guess it was where, by where she like usually sat. I think it might have been like a package bomb or something. Okay. Quote, he destroyed our sense of security in life, Allison would later say of the bomber. Yeah, if a bomb goes off in your house when you're 12, I think you're looking over your shoulder the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, definitely. A little over a month later, a bomb was detonated at the family court building in Parramatta, Australia. The blast happened after hours at 10.25 p.m., and no one was killed or injured, but damage was done to the foyer, and uh, several windows were broken, spraying shattered glass out into the street. Again, police suspected Leonard Warwick, but lacked the evidence to prosecute. So while recovering from injuries suffered in the bombing, Judge Gee was replaced by Ray Watson, another family court judge, in the, in the summer of 1984, wasn't around he, the time I'm it, one years old. Wasn't he from My Favorite Martian? Wasn't that Ray... Walton? I think it's Walston. Walston, yeah. Not Watson, though. Oh. Just put an L in there. I don't think he had little things that went out of the back of his head either. Another S. Yeah. Was it Ray Walston? I think it was I Walston. believe it was Ray Walston, yeah. yeah. But this is Ray Watson. Oh. Uh, he's a family court judge. He's not a TV star. This, <laughs> this guy opens doors with a bulletproof vest. <laughs> uh, he probably should have. Oh. He probably should have. Oh, well, he doesn't? Or at least a, uh, like a riot shield or some kind of... He should actually have a bomb-making robot to oh boy, open let's, the source. All right, let's hear what happens in this fucking So, uh, in the summer of 1984, well, not him so much. Oh, okay. Uh, in the summer of 1984, Watson uh, delivered a ruling forbidding Leonard Warwick from having contact with his daughter outside of the dates and times set by the court. Uh, Judge Watson and his wife Pearl had a custom where she would open the door for him every morning and see him off to work. He, a car would come to pick him up. She would open the door. He would say goodbye. Like I guess you know, probably kiss on the cheek or something like that. And yeah, he would be off to work. Mm. So on July fourth, nineteen eighty four, not a holiday in Australia, obviously. Right. It's not their Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Watson opened the front door of the family home to see Judge Watson off to work, and immediately, as uh, she was blown backward by a gigantic explosion strong enough to throw her through a brick wall and kill her instantly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Raymond Watson, who wasn't as close to the blast, was injured but survived. So because his wife had the cu- the, they had that tradition, she would open the door for him. Fucking she died. misogyny. See what happens? 
So I only sold the door for a lady. So you get blown up instead. Well, no, it's still misogyny. Oh. Women don't want you to open doors for them. They want to get blown up. No, no, no. Well, but but the thing I is, hold the door for everybody. But you shouldn't. Ha- no, you should hold the door for yourself and not anybody else. Because I mean, if I'm like going into a store. Now, now let me ask you a question before we finish this up. Yeah, let me ask you a question. So if you're, if you're, uh, you hold the door for somebody, mm-hmm. and they don't say thank you, do you say anything or, or no. no? No, no. I, mean, I always. I, I think it's polite to say thank you, but I'm not going to make a big. I always. I do. I do. I always. Always. And I always do. say thank you when somebody does it. For right, me. and you, as you should. I always say you're welcome. Always, mm-hmm. if if they don't say thank you, you know, I think like one or two times I've only got like I didn't ask you to hold the door open, right. And then to which I would reply, "You're a cunt," mm-hmm. because why wouldn't I? Because they're cunts. I understand that you don't need to fucking do that, but that's the thing. Like, 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 um, a lot of feminists, because it's third wave feminism. Like, first wave, second wave. Like, I get all that stuff, you know. But it's like I'm the, waiting for new wave fe- feminism where they have all the weird haircuts and places. And like, synth, yeah, synth. That'd be so fucking cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, it's like flock of, you yeah. know, flock of seagulls. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. I was just thinking of like. Bunch of like Katie Siegel, Siegel, Block. Beanie Siegel, Beanie Siegel, Beanie Katie. Yeah, it's a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 like if you're a guy, it'll be a catalog. It'll be a flock of Spiegels. That'd be cool. Yeah. Nobody remembers what the Spiegel catalog is. Lots of people. Where's my grandmother? Said Spiegel, Spiegel. Yeah. Anyway, Spike Jones is part of that family. Okay. Wait, which Spike Jones? The director, not the old timey singer. Oh, the new Spike Jones. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I think his real name is like something. I think it's like Adam Spiegel or something like that. Really? I forget his first name, but yeah, his, his last name is Spiegel. Wow. And that catalog's done, right? Oh yeah, I think all catalogs are done at this point. Well, like, no, they, they, some still release, but like, yeah, I think it's like specialty stuff, like uh, like Huntsman catalogs or like you know clothing things like certain clothes ll bean i think still does a catalog yeah there's still some yeah but i think those like just general interest catalog like the sears catalog like just random stuff like who knows what it could be yeah my favorite was always uh do you ever get the things you never knew existed and other things you can't possibly live without it's like the johnson smith catalog no no i never got that stuff i uh, love that thing i looked forward to the jc penny or the like sears catalog mm-hmm. uh every year because like you circle shit first of all uh you you made sure you went through, you know, you looked through the fucking women's, uh, like the bras and panties and stuff. Jerk all through that for a few minutes. Uh, after you're done, then you flip and then it's, uh, you get to the back to the, uh, like I, I would circle stuff like early, early nineties, like Raiders stuff. I was really into that, mm-hmm. you know? So I would like circle, like, Oh, I want this. I want that. And then like you get to the toys and bikes and stuff like that. And yeah, always though, like, cause the toys are us. We're always like the ma- it was more like a very thin like paper mm-hmm. th- things, but like didn't they do the big toy book too, or is that somebody else? They did. I think that I think it was them, but I think that was a little bit later. Yeah, uh, but I'm talking about like like 80s, 90s. Yeah, it was usually for me. It was like Sears and J.C. Penney as well, because I know a lot of other people did like like Spiegel, and there was a few other ones. You would always do Spiegel and my grandmother would always do that. And Sears was like, well, yeah, there, there was another one that I never even heard of. I guess it was up in like New England and some other places too. Uh, can't think of the name of it right now. 
because I actually just had this conversation on like an 80s oh, wow. uh, page. I know what people Facebook. make fun of now. It's called like Williams Sonoma because they just yeah. have this like very like hot hoity toity stuff that's ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Williams Sonoma years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's super fucking expensive. But yeah, Johnson Smith catalog was fun. It wasn't like just a Christmas catalog. Just, they would do it like every few months. And it would be stuff like yeah, you had like quarterly stuff because it went because they had like months to yeah to, to but, get stuff ready. But that one would be like just like prank stuff and like magic tricks and yeah uh, books about like hypnosis, right? Stuff yeah, that's like something that. interesting because I was really big into action figures. Yeah, and it was like a novelty. Catalog. And the, the really cool thing about the catalogs was a lot of times, not a lot of times, but every once in a while you would get where. There was like a an action figure that was or like a playset or something mm-hmm. that was being advertised that never came out. Oh wow. Yeah, and it was just like, wait, I, where's this fucking toy? Where yeah. is this? And and the other thing I always remember from the Johnson Smith catalog was they always had the shirt, the dragon shirt that the wrestler Mikey Whipwreck wore. Yeah. You could like buy it out of this catalog. Like, I wonder if he bought it out of the damn catalog. Uh but yeah, they, they would always have like like uh, magic tricks, just fun like whoopee cushions, uh just, just goofy things like Novelty that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. joy buzzers. Yeah, like stuff you would find in the Spencers. Yeah. Back in the day. When I was a kid, I had a, st- a store that was... So my the way my neighborhood was, when I was a kid, it was like there were bars on, on pretty much like every corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were no real shops. Yeah. There were no shops left. There was, But there was one a couple streets away from me, and it was called Gabriel's. And Gabriel's was like a novelty shop. Mm-hmm. Now, in the 80s, there was still one. Uh, I forget what they called it, but we called it Jew Paul's in the 80s. It was called right. Jew Paul's. Like, you know, the guy was Jewish. His name was Paul. Jew Paul's. That's what they called. Look, there was there was a lady. They called it Junkie Annie's. Mm-hmm. Now you can today because of everybody. You know, everybody's real PC. But I always love when things that have different names like that, too. Like, they have the name, but nobody calls it. They call it this. Like, there was a, the, the yeah. local bar. Yeah. In my, the town where I grew up in, in, in a trainer, and like my dad would go there every now and then. Why, like, why, so, why, what was it called? Uh, it was called Stasha's Public. That was the name on the sign. Everybody called it Wysockies. Wysockies, yeah. yeah. That's weird. You figure it'd be called Wysockies, but everybody calls it Stasha's. You figure yeah. it'd be the other way around. Maybe yeah. I have it mixed up, but I think that was, I think everybody called it Wysockies, but it was Stasha's Pub. Yeah. Um, yeah, like r- my local barber in South Philly, his name is Richie. We just called it Richie to Barbers because nobody knew what the fucking name was. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until the 90s I, uh, I I was like, Richie, why don't you have a name for your barbershop? <laughs> and he goes, I do. And it was called like Ultimate Creations or something like that. And uh, <laughs> was that the Ultimate Warriors thing too? <laughs> I think it was. Was it? Had, like the comic book, I think it was called Ultimate Creations. That's funny. That's, well, that was Richie's haircut thing. It was um, one of the hair- haircuts called the Distrucity. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, is and, he, like, frame pictures he could Santa use it because it, it's a different type yeah. of business and, you know, nobody's going to I'm sure Warriors are looking around for, like, Rant Boy's dead now. So he's looking at shit. Yeah, but. Richie's dead, too. But, um, yeah, so. Maybe uh, they're fighting over it. In, in but but Gabe, but anyway, so Drew Paul's closed. And that was, like, one of the last of its of its kind because on that street, every fucking street, dude, there was, like, there was some kind of, like, clothing store or this store that store butchers you know uh just grocery stores like out the ass up and down the street there were just a Mm -hmm. billion fucking stores you know in the 40s 50s 60s 70s they really start to go away 80s there was like fucking handful yeah 
90s, there's nothing left except Gabriel's is still around. And uh, Gabriel's would have this all this novelty shit, the switchblade combs, the poppers, the little fucking tanks that you uh, the smoke bombs. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, All that novelty shit. Yeah. And then that uh, and then that I think that closed. Yeah, it's crazy. And now, like, it's nothing. You go down there. It's like nobody fucking knows that any of that shit even existed because you have to go to Walmart now or, or, you know. One of the super like uh, you go all your supermarkets. You don't really go. You don't go to fucking Paul and Elaine's for for milk. I don't even know. I don't think Paul and Elaine's is open anymore, but you don't go to mom and pop stores like that for milk because it's too expensive. Yeah. So you got to go to a big box. They get undercut. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or go to Wawa or some shit. Yeah, it sucks. All that stuff sucks. But anyway, anyway, as as we left off, um, this one judge had been uh, blown up and his, his wife had been blown through a, a brick wall and killed. The bomb was believed to have been hidden in a zip-up bag that was placed by the door. Unzipping the bag would trigger the explosion. The zipper was attached to the doorknob with a string, making opening the door essentially certain death. Uh, once more, there wasn't enough evidence to move on Leonard Warwick, even though... So basically, Pearl killed them. She killed herself. By opening the door, yeah. yeah. Well, she, had, she wanted to do it. Uh, there was enough evidence to, to move on Leonard Warwick as far as prosecuting him. But he uh, he knew that there was some heat on him. Quote, he said, they're still after me uh, to one of the co-workers at the firehouse, but they'll never get me. And he was almost right. He was almost right. In early 1985, Gary Watts, uh, Andrea's lawyer, suggested that for her own safety, Andrea move and not tell anyone, Gary Watts included, where she had moved to. Several months later, an unexploded bomb was found under the hood of a car parked in front of a house that Gary Watts had recently moved out of. It's believed that Watts was the target, as he was still listed in the phone book as living at the address. Uh, the owner of the car, who at the time was a man named Peter Tall, who had recently bought the house from Watts, if he would have started the car uh, before popping the hood, he would have almost certainly been killed because it was like rigged to the engine. Mm. But he uh, he was like, I got to check on the car. So he pops the hood. And he's like, that looks like a bomb. And so he sa- that saved his life, basically. And at this point, uh, Gary Watts had ended his time as Blanchard's counsel and he was a family court judge himself because all these family court judges either wind up getting injured or dying for some reason. I wonder why. Uh, and so he had a lot of security around him, and he, he was never really attacked after that. Meanwhile, Andrea Blanchard had taken the advice of her legal counsel and quietly moved away to the town of Forster, Australia, where she now resided with her sister Judy Morier. Uh, the secret move was associated by Judy's friends in a nearby congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses. It wasn't long before Leonard Warwick found out that the Jehovah's Witnesses were helping Andrea and Trudy stay hidden. And on July 21st, 1985... That's a day after your birthday. After my second birthday. After your second birthday, yeah. Uh, So on that day, Mm -hmm. Leonard lashed out. Around 10 a.m. that morning, during a Sunday service at the Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall in Kasula, Australia, a bomb went off, uh, killing a 37-year-old father, his name was uh, Graham Wikes, and injuring 44 other parishioners. A formal coronial inquest was launched in 1986, with the primary focus of that being the Kingdom Hall bombing, and another concerning Pearl Watson's death was conducted in 1987. Both concluded that they pretty much knew who was responsible, but that insufficient evidence was there to charge the main suspect. It was never formally stated, but it was always silently known that they knew that Leonard Warwick did these they things. They should have just fucking arrested him anyway. But they, <laughs> if they arrested him, he probably would have been found not guilty because yeah. there just wasn't enough evidence. Right. With the law unable to move forward, 
the one person who could stop the reign of terror did so. Andrea Blanchard surrendered. She granted full custody of Trudy to Leonard, who went on to be the full custodial parent for uh, Trudy throughout the remainder of her childhood. So basically, like, you win, you can have her, it just don't kill anybody else. Hmm. Um, quote, innocent people were killed over me, Trudy later said sorrowfully in a 2013 interview. Uh, the attacks did stop. The case went cold, but forensic science marched onward, and the formal investigation was relaunched in 2012. It took until July 29, 2015, for police to arrest Leonard Warwick, and he faced 32 charges in all. That included three murder charges, one attempted murder charge, and 13 charges of burning or maiming with an explosive substance, and then other charges that I couldn't really find the exact details of. Mm -hmm. Blood found at the site of the Kingdom Hall bombing, which could only be determined at the time to be typo, because in the 80s when it happened, the only really thing they could do with blood evidence was like finding out the blood type. Right. But yeah. by, by 2015, 2013, there's a lot more DNA technology available. So what they did was they used a technology that utilized the DNA of offspring of a suspect to narrow down the suspect pool. Okay. So sometimes if they can't get a blood, like, they're, like obviously Leonard Warwick's not going to give them a blood sample. Like, he was interviewed, they were like, well, why don't you just take a lie detector test? Like, well, I don't think they're admissible. But if you pass, then people might get off your back. He's like, well, I don't care. Like, he, 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 would, he would always sit, like, kind of downplay, like, you know, I, I, I don't need to prove my, myself innocent. So, basically, they, what they did here is they used Trudy's blood and Trudy's DNA to determine that the blood found at the bombing belonged to a parent of hers. Mm. Uh, so, unless Andrea Warwick is the one that bombed them... Uh, then it's got to be Leonard. And uh, Leonard was known to have a cut on his face at the time of the bombing, so I will explain how he bled there. And he gave differing excuses to two different people when they asked why he had cut his face, or how he cut his face up. He told one person he had cut himself shaving, and he told the other that he had fallen off his bicycle. Oh, shit. So Warwick's trial began in 2018, and it lasted all the way until 2020. It lasted until just last year. So this was a long process. Uh, on July 23rd, 2020. Uh, uh, go ahead. Three days after my birthday. Why are you always thinking about your birthday? I don't know. Leonard Warwick was found guilty on three counts of murder. And uh, he was actually acquitted of the murder of Stephen Blanchard. I guess he didn't have enough evidence for that one, which was the first one. Or maybe he didn't do it, but people think he did. Uh, a lot of people think he did. But he mm -hmm. was found not guilty of that one, or at least acquitted of it. And on September 3rd of, of 2020... Uh, Leonard Work was sentenced to life in prison without parole, mm -hmm. closing the book on one of Australia's most infamous crimes. Damn. The end. That's crazy. No, I mean, that's crazy. He he got away for a long yeah, fucking he time. He was almost 70 by the time they caught him. Wow. Well, not caught him, but just basically had enough to charge him. Yeah, he wanted this kid. He got his kid, raised her to adulthood. Yeah. I wonder what she, like, how, how good of a father was he to her after he did all that shit? I there's pick you never know like I I don't know if she said I don't think she has said anything about being abused I didn't look too 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 much into that I mean there's pictures where they seem happy like yeah she had a stepmom there he had remarried uh but he I guess he was just super possessive and he wanted her, her he wanted her for himself wow and he was willing to you know kill and kill and kill and kill to do it wow okay well I guess it's time to pack up and uh... eh, we got one other thing oh. we got to take care of here. I thought 2021 would be a better year. It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst.
That's right, everybody. It's your favorite game and mine, Who Died the Worst. Mm. It's not Who Died the Funniest. It's not Who Died the First. The name of the game, no matter whether it's 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. still the same game Apparently. with Who Died the Worst. Mm-hmm. So the way this works is I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here three That's deaths. me. And he's going to tell me which of these three people yep. died the worst. Yeah, I am. And it is a new year. It is. And usually when the new year's... And the new but year it's not along, new year, new cheer. It's not. It's New Year, New uh, Jeer. Boo. Same Jeer. So, one thing people usually think of with New Year's is like mm. New Year's resolutions. And most of the time, it has to do with like, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to exercise more, and I'm going to make these positive changes. But sometimes when you eat something, it kills you. Yeah. And that's what this... Like, there's certain fish, like puffer fish, right? Puffer fish, I think, are very poisonous, yes. Yeah. And I think there's a certain, I don't know if it's from pufferfish or a different type of fish, where there's this one type of sushi that's, like, very popular in Japan, and I would never do this. But it's like, there's this one type of fish where you have to cut it exactly right, because there's a poison sack in the fish, and if you cut it, you can kill somebody. Weird. Yeah, but people love it, I guess, because it's a dangerous, uh, it's a dangerous, uh, like, thing, and I guess it's, like, they get a rush from it. I think the Yakuza might have uh, something to do with it, too. Like, it might be, like, a thing to, like, a st- as a status symbol, like, you, uh, you eat this sushi because it's, uh, it, it proves you're not afraid to die or something like that. Um. You would never eat it? Oh, it's from Pufferfish. Uh, Fugu. It's, uh, a sashimi. And they, um, and, and, and I'm looking up here, it's like, some adventurous diners in Fugu aficionados purpose- purposefully ingest small amounts of the poison for the tingling sensation and the feeling of lightness that may result. So they're trying to get high off the fucking poison sushi. <laughs> you wouldn't do it? No. Really? No. Why not? I don't want to do anything where my goal is to not die. I don't think your goal is to not die. Well, I, I obviously not. I'm going to die someday. No, uh, I mean like even Thursday. in that. Even in that. Don't die. Why would you die Thursday? I don't know. I, I can't die Thursday. I take my dog to the vet. Yeah, he uh, might die Thursday. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Bishop. I uh, what? Uh, why not though? It's fucking dangerous. Why would you eat dangerous food? Like I understand, like. Long, there's the difference between long-term dangers. Like, yes, if you eat too much cheeseburgers, too many cheeseburgers, you eat too much cheese, yeah, yeah eventually it's probably going to stop your heart. No, this but This thing mean, could kill you to fucking tomorrow. Can it, though? Yes. How, who, has anybody actually died from eating this sashimi? I believe they have, yeah. yeah. G- give me the names. I will try to look up a fugu death for you. Okay. And it's not fugu guy pan, either. Okay. Forget about it. All right, let's go. Let's get on to the death. So, so death number one. Yeah. Actually, oh, okay. So um, in Taiwan from 1992 to 2012, 128 people were uh, affected by Fugu and 11 died. Uh, pufferfish poisoning killed 131 or 35 people in China from 2004 to 2007. Um, how many people die from Fugu annually? Uh, more than 100 people die a year of pufferfish poisoning. But this guy uh, we're talking about today, he, had, he didn't eat pufferfish, but he is a Japanese guy. Okay. Uh, Hayato Saruda. He's a 28-year-old Japanese man. Also known as Jumbo. No. Mm. Uh, maybe after what he did what he did. Uh, he was a 20-year-old Japanese man, and he did have some uh, intellectual disabilities, we'll say. He, um, he was um, mentally challenged. I think intellectually disabled is the correct term for, the, for that. He was a retard. That's not how we say it. He was, uh, I say it in Boston like oh, that. Okay. He, uh, and he lived... Oh no! We say bo- we say retard. 
our our Ethel appearance of the year is being used early in 2021. Oh, Bobby. So, Sahara. This is horrible. Jumbo Saruta. <laughs> Giant Baba never gave me Jungle a dozen. Jumbo Faruta. Oh, that was a bad one. Bobby. That was horrible. I'll be back. Sahara. Sahara. One of my favorite lines. One of my favorite lines that uh, Mick Foley had when he was Cactus Jack in ECW. He was doing the anti-hardcore thing. I think I brought this up on the Junko Fruita episode. He said, uh, Giant Baba never gave me a dozen eggs and said, here, break these over Jumbo Saruta's head. Yeah. Uh, this is Hayato Saruta. Okay. Different person. Different person. Uh, a 20-year-old Japanese man with intellectual disabilities. Okay. Um, he, and he lived in assisted living. He, uh, he was unable to kind of live, uh, on his own, and I guess his family wasn't able to care for him either, so he lived in a, a group home for the intellectually disabled, and he ran away. Uh, and he ran to the supermarket. And he found the donuts. And Hayato Saruta consumed so many donuts that he choked to death on said donuts. Yeah. So death number one. Is death by choking on donuts. Alright. Death number That's the winner. Death number two. Okay. Uh is a man named Well, he's from Croydon, England, so I'm gonna say his name is Basil Brown. Basil. Basil Brown. Basil. A forty eight year old uh from Croydon, England. Mm-hmm. And he was very big on health food. He wanted you to eat healthy and So he you know, wouldn't be consuming a bunch of donuts. No, he wouldn't right. be he wouldn't be um a glutton. Yeah, he wouldn't be eating donuts until he chokes to death. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he probably wouldn't be eating fugu either. Or a fugu guy pan. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or wearing fubu. Right. I don't think he's doing any of these things. God, nobody should wear fubu. So uh, what Basil Brown was doing, he was, like I said, a big health nut. And he was a big fan of carrot juice. Mm. And, um, and, and rabbit asshole. I bet he eats... Lots of boiled rabbit asshole. I thought you meant like R-A-B-I-D, like an asshole with rabies. No, no, not rabid. Rabbit. Rabbit asshole. Rabbit. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know what kind of assholes he was eating, what kind of assholes he wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I know what he was drinking a lot of. Carrot juice. Carrot juice, yes. Well, oh, well, and I just said rabbit. How about that? Yeah. Well. I say it must have been amazing. Mm. So he uh, he drank about 10 gallons of carrot juice <laughs> Boy. in 10 days. Okay. Which gives you about 70 million units, 70 million doses of vitamin A. Oh, so I see. a little too much vitamin A. I see. Uh, his skin turned bright yellow. For, that's for the, like, jaundice. Yeah. Again. I had jaundice when I was a baby. So did Locke, uh, my, my oldest son. Did I have to put him under the lights? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I was under the lights, too. Yeah. Liver wasn't fully developed. Okay. Yeah. And so, um... Yeah, his skin turned bright yellow, and he uh, he died from liver damage due to drinking too much carrot juice. Okay. So that's death number two. Death number two is you drink so much carrot juice, you break your liver. Look, if you're going to break your liver by drinking something, I can come up with something a lot more fun. A lot more fun than carrot juice. Boilo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything, really. Look, we don't like anything about... About Boilo's amazing. This... Uh, I don't want to sit here and... No, we love we love you, Skooks. Yeah. Keep listening. <laughs> Buy our shirts. Buy the merch. If you're not fucking buying merch, then we don't love you anymore. Unless you give us Boilo. <laughs> Unless you give us lots of Boilo. I get Boilo every year. Love it. So, so yeah, if you're going to destroy your liver, carrot juice isn't the way. Yeah, Boilo um, 
So death number two is death by carrot juice. Death- By the way, if you don't know what Boilo is, Google it. It's it's pretty much apple pie in a fucking... Well, that's apple pie Boilo. I think there's other types of Boilo, too. Yeah, most of them are the same. Are they? Okay. Yeah, most of them are that fucking... Are that that kind of four queens with the fucking cinnamon and the apples. Right. And, yeah. All these different... It's, it's, it's seriously... It's like an apple... It's like... It's like a hot toddy, right? Sure. Or it, is it something they call like Krupnikus or something? Yeah, it's it's pretty much it's like alcoholic apple cider or alcoholic apple fucking pie. Yeah. Drink. It's like somebody liquefied an apple pie, made it taste just like an apple pie and made it fuck you up, too. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Okay. So death number three uh, it was a woman named Tina Christofferson. Okay. No relation to Chris. No. different spell or, or Jody. Right. Right. Not many people know who Jody is. Okay. Uh, but Chris Co- Christofferson, you know who he was, right? He was a highwayman. Yeah. Not driving a starship, though. That was no, fucking Johnny. Johnny fucking... Johnny <laughs> drank too much Boilo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and literally everything else. Yeah. Anything but carrot juice. Yeah. That is an example of a man who destroyed his liver the right way. Right. Uh, Tina Christofferson. Yeah. Um, she, had, she had other problems. She, never have, she didn't have liver problems. She had stomach problems. More specifically, she had stomach cancer. Right. Big problem. Okay. Big problem. Yeah. Um, My she, uncle died of stomach cancer. Not a good way to go for I don't have a joke for that. No, it's not funny. Yeah. You should get a better joke. Get a joke. No, no, it wasn't a joke. Yeah. yeah. We well, say you didn't have one. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Tina Christofferson, yeah. she had an idea to kind of fix her stomach cancer. She's thinking, maybe if I drink enough water, I don't have to worry about the stomach cancer. Okay. And she was right. Because she will drown or something like that, right? Or um, she gets, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, let me guess. This is going to be one of those we for a we things. Yes. She, she poisons herself. She died of water intoxication uh, after drinking four gallons of water a day to combat stomach cancer. So, yeah, she died. I, so I you, there is, you can drink too much water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like you said, the hold your we for a we. There was this radio stunt. I think it was a who died the worst way back when. Yeah. Where this woman, they had a thing where people had to drink. I remember that. Like day. a bunch of water. Yeah, she drank two gallons. And, and didn't pee. It was when the Wii had first come out, and basically you couldn't find them. It was like the PS5 this year, but worse. Like, you just could not find the Wii. Right. So this this radio station, they came up with this, this uh, stunt, this contest, hold your Wii for a Wii. And basically they brought in these moms. I think they were all women. And I think there were like three or four of them. And they had them all drink water at these certain intervals. And the last one to go to the bathroom would win the the Wii for their kid. Wow. And I don't even think she won. I think she, she either won or finished second. But by the time she had done it in like a little, like I'm thinking a little over an hour, she drank two gallons of water. And yes, if you drink too much water, and especially if you don't expel some excess water, it can kill you. Yeah. Uh, and it did. It's called water intoxication. It's definitely a real thing. And that is also what happened to uh, to Miss Christofferson here. Yeah. Uh, she didn't die of... of um, of the stomach cancer, but she did die of water intoxication. Again, if you're going to die of intoxication, there are way more fun ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, so Boilo. Boilo, yeah. All right. Uh, so, so let's recap. So I recap, yeah. Uh, death number one is death by donuts. Yeah. Death number two is death by carrot juice. Right. Death number three is death by water. All right. So first of all, I'm going to eliminate right off the bat number three. Okay. Because fuck water. Like I like it. It's 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 necessary. If you're super thirsty, I don't think there's anything quite as refreshing refreshing as cold water. Yes, there is. Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew. 
cold fucking diet. Like you just been out, like you had that dry throat feeling. You cold. Would, you would reach for a Mountain Dew rather than water. One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, now, is there fucking is is uh cold? Like like Nate, our you know yeah. Do Nate the weed? No, our uh knowing person, <laughs> Nate. I don't want to say our our buddy because our estranged buddy Nate. Sure, him. Uh, if you were to ask him. What's the first thing you're gonna grab on a on a cold day? He's gonna tell you beer. Yeah, a cold beer. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah, Mountain Dew, one hundred percent. You know, um, do I like cold water? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, cold water is fucking great. You know, ice cold water on on a hot day. But no, I definitely drink a fucking uh, a, a diet soda before. Like, obviously, I think there are things that taste better. But if I'm like just oh my, like if I wake up and I'm like my mouth is so dry, I am thirsty. I want water. I don't want I could have a I could have a soda, I could have a beer, I could have a cup of water right next to me. I'm going for the water. Okay. That's yeah. you. No, yeah, it's, everybody's different. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I wouldn't. Okay, so <laughs> we we got rid of that one. So I, I do the- drink I do drink water a lot though. Yeah. Like I right in front of me I have like this is water. Yeah, this, I, I, that's I literally drank all my water during the show. Yeah. But I, I talk a lot more than you. Yeah. Um on the show. Yeah. Yeah, in general, well, actually, no, probably, probably daily because you, yeah, that's I you, talk for a living because yeah. that's what you do for a living. Yeah, yeah. I, I've talked for pretty much eleven hours today. I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. So number three gets eliminated. Number right, right off the bat because of so the, now we're down the donuts and carrots. So now it's down the donuts and carrots. Not look, a good look, look. I feel bad for number three because she, you know, she, but she should have known about the we for a we thing. Carrot juice guy probably also didn't know about the thing. My winner today mm-hmm. is number one. All right. Because he's fucking mentally. He, right. He's disabled. You know, he was. How would we say it? He is a uh, he is a retard. A retard. Yeah. Um, poor guy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It's he he's, you know, mentally handicapped to say whatever the fuck the PC thing. He's fucking, intellectually disabled. He was re- was he. He's retarded. That's what he is like. That's what he is. That's that's what it's 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 okay to say it. It's okay to say it. I'm saying it's okay to say it. Oh, okay. Well, who's fucking saying that it's not? I don't know. A bunch of whiny fucking twenty year old liberal chicks. I'm sure some broads. Of them are like twenty three, twenty four. Nah, yeah, they're fucking annoying. I don't. I don't. Are you <laughs> saying broads don't belong in broadcasting? <laughs> God. If I told these boys once, I told them a thousand times. Never call chicks broads. <sighs> Are you saying look toots? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I no, and and it's not it's not that I don't value their opinions. I do, but there's overreaching over, you know, overstepping mm-hmm. over over everything, uh, overcorrecting, and that it gets obnoxious. Um the whole like saying retarded thing, like that's like really that's the hill you want to fucking die on. No, there's real shit to fucking worry about in life. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is a lot of racism, there is a lot of you know, something needs to be done. Go, going back to the very beginning of the show uh, with like all these cops, like these dirty, crooked cops. Yeah, dude, fuck the police. I mean, we need them. We need police to an extent. But but there are other ways. How about they- fuck, comma, the police need to improve? Fuck the police. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that. Um, Or fuck the police need to. <laughs> fuck the police need to stop killing people. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think that there are other ways that they could be done. But I think talking when people are like enough talking, enough talk. Shut the fuck up. 
shut the fuck up. You don't have enough guns. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. What the fuck are you going to do? That's where I am at. I'm maybe it, it's it's wisdom. You know, it's it's wisdom. I think it's the fact that I'm going to be 41 in five fucking months. Mm hmm. And I sit and I look and I go, yeah, cops are dirty as shit, but you know what? Them and all the people that support them have more fucking guns than you. Right. You know, maybe in your fucking, you know, in your area. You're, but then again, dude, this is this is what I'm saying. You can't get people on the fucking same page when you do that. And then you look in hoods and black people are fucking killing each other. And, they're, you know, and they're, they're screaming, fuck the police, but they don't care about their own fucking lives. They, they're talking about black lives matter. Do they in the fucking hood? do they do black lives matter let's and that's where it is uh, and that's their view that's why you know like a lot of these uh, white people that support cops and all this stuff you know with the blue lives matter people that's their mindset their mindset is do they fucking really matter if black lives matter is that what they i thought those guys just really like the blooming i thought they like the smurfs oh yeah it's not about those people that play the drums and cover themselves in paint uh, isn't Chavo Guerrero? I think his friends are one of them. They're like a wedding. Wasn't that story, on that show like, you watched? Wasn't what's his face? Wasn't <laughs> it? Like, I, I think there's a thing. I'm like, I think right in like the Wrestling Observer. No, what's the show that you used to like with uh Job? Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. Well, he tried out for one. He's like, yeah, I blew myself because <laughs> he tried painted himself blue and he couldn't get it off. Yeah, he's like, I blew myself. Remember the guy that uh, his skin color is blue for a while? No. Yeah, there was a guy. Something happened where, where his skin color is blue for years. He ended up dying. Oh wow. Yeah, I forget what what happened to him. He had some kind of like. Usually, if that happens, they die in like two minutes. No, this dude had it for years, years. Yeah, he was per, uh, uh, blue. Um. And then they made a song about him. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying it's. I'm just saying the the mindset. I'm I'm saying what the mindset is. The mindset is if you're going to say Black Lives Matter, then. You have to be about that in your own fucking neighborhoods, too, in your community. And, you know, you're worried about what this, you know, this, you're worried about, like, cops, but you're not worrying about when, you know, black people are fucking murdering other black people with all these drugs and stuff because of the whole no snitching thing that's also in your fucking community. So their thing is, is like... Eh, I mean, you can point a million things up, but I, I don't think you have I'm to. Saying, I don't think listen, you have to solve every problem not, in the community to not get murdered by cops. I don't think that's a. a well, it's standard. because they're white, because there's cops, and that's what it comes down to. Because there's because it's white people doing it. Right. I think I think the should be no, 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 no. That's why. That's that's why. You could see this all over the place. This is why. It's because it's white people. It's because it's white people. Right. There's a clear double standard. This there's point, there's yeah. there's I I've seen Asian cops and black cops that have killed black people. And they're still blaming white cops. Well, I think at that point they're blaming institutionalized race. No, they're they're blaming white cops. I've I've seen all like I've seen comments mm -hmm. on multiple well, yeah, I, I on multiple platforms. Yeah, dude. The, the comment section. First of all, the comment section is the worst place to get an opinion mm -hmm. anywhere because it's going to be the no, worst no. I think it's a, I think it's a, a good representation of of different sides. I think it's a great re representa representation because we know without comment sections, I wouldn't know how fucking stupid and racist the people are. Well, that's because the people who come in comment sections are the most stupid and racist people in the world. I I, I agree, but I want to know who they are. Okay. Because Fair I want enough. I want to fucking know to you know to stay away from those people. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but I see it in in all over. Uh, I told you, dude, opposite sides of the same fucking coin. Oh, little side note here. Uh, wrestling. 
you see they mentioned Cardi B's name. Yeah. And then I guess a bunch of people tagged Cardi B. Right. And Cardi B was like, yo, why am I being tagged in all this WWE shit? You know? And then they start talking about it and they're like, do you watch like whatever? And she's like, oh yeah. And she starts like, I haven't watched in years. And she starts like rattling off names. Mm -hmm. And then a couple wrestlers like. Yeah, I saw she got a little dust up with Lacey Evans. Well, but the thing is, is Lacey Evans was, was, was fucking. She was kayfabe. But yeah, Yeah. she was like, she's like, um, you nasty, blah, 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 blah. You know, doing her. Yeah, it's her gimmick. That's what she does. Doing her things. And then uh, Cardi B is like, yeah, this fucking white woman, blah, 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 blah. And the headline I saw was like, Cardi Cardi B brings racism into it. Now, people are going to argue and go, she can't be racist. She can't be. Right. She can't be racist. Yeah, there is definitely that school of thought. I disagree with that. Yeah, it's stupid. It's fucking dumb. Uh, And Cardi B is a fucking idiot. My thing is, please don't fucking mention and bring in idiots. (laughs) They, they you, don't, you don't want to see Cardi B against Lacey Evans at Cardi B is a fucking moron. Cardi B is a mushed mouth, fucking dumb, unintelligent, fucking moron. I hate her. She's stupid. She's, <laughs> she's not even. She's not. She looks like Takashi 69. Mm-hmm. She looks like Takashi 69. Like, I, I think what's her face is attractive and fucking. I'm, I'm talking about just going looks wise. I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a penis. Um, what's her face? What's the, who's the other one? Megan the Stallion. Or no, no, yeah. not, not not Megan the Stallion. The other one, uh, Nicki Minaj. Okay, I find her Nicki Minaj attractive. Cardi B, eh, so much. She looks like Takashi Six Nine to me, and I don't want to have sex with Takashi Six Nine. What about Takashi Six Eight? Yeah. Okay. Good. I do. Well, this show really came full circle. It's full circle. We had a murder, my dude, sandwich in between a politics, my dude. Yeah, well, as it should be. And we got our plugs in early, which I'm very proud of. We got the plugs in early, so we don't have to do them now. Yeah, but but the good thing about that is is it, this is this all really stems from the <clears throat> the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. My it, look, this these are just the opinions of Jackson Wells, not Jack Riley, the and guy who plays. Can, Jackson and you Wells. can follow Jackson Wells on Facebook. Yeah, not not Jack Riley who plays Jackson and Wells. Jackie Rudo <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, it's Jackson Wells. Uh, Name on Facebook, yeah. So. BP Burke, not on Facebook. Not on Facebook. God, it looks just like him. Suspiciously like him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. That's um, neither here nor there. It's there. Where? Uh, not somewhere. I'm not, not sure not exactly somewhere? what we're doing next week. This is episode 96, right? Yeah. Uh, episode 99 and 100. You know what? I, I I have an idea. I think where we can go. Where's that? We could go take it back to Japan. You okay. mentioned something earlier. The Yakuza. Okay. There's a lot with the Yakuza that I was... Uh, that I was watching last night. Okay. There's a lot with the Yakuza there. So maybe we should take it to Japan. We could talk about maybe Ricky Dozen. Uh, we could talk about um, some other Yakuza things. Yeah. There's a lot with fucking with the Yakuza and, and infighting and, okay. and murders and all kinds of shit. I think so. that'll be episode 97. Okay. Uh, episode 99 and 100. We're going to do something we haven't done since episode 50. I think we did it. Okay. We're going to do a two-parter. What? We're going to do, because for episode 50, we did your favorite killer case of all time. Who's that? An unsolved one. We did Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, because there's my initials. 99 and 100 is going to be a two-parter for our season finale. Mine, by the way, Jack Riley, not Jackson Wells. Jack the Wells? The Whipper. Uh, (laughs) It's Jack the Whipper, if he has uh, Uh, a speech impediment. So we're going to be, episode 99 and 100, we're going to do my favorite killer. 99? 99? We should do Barbara Feldman. And loving it. Uh, we're going to do uh, my favorite murder. Murder. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're not doing that. Sh- no. Oh. No. 
<laughs> We'd have to get uh, a lot less talented and a lot more popular to do that. Um, so, no, we're going to do my personal favorite murder case. That should be, uh, if, if, if we ever, like, stop this one and we ever go mm-hmm. our own way, that should be your next thing. My personal favorite murder case. It's a very catchy title. Yeah. It's a very, very and you can only do one of them. And it's going to be the one I'm going to do. We're going to do for 99 and 100. Hey, guys, if you listen to MPF. What are MC. Sounds <laughs> like a fucking biker gang. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that. We're going to be doing uh, the Zodiac. Yes. No. No. Yes. Yes. No. No. Yes. Yes. We're going to be a spy for Hulkamania. <laughs> so we should watch. Uh, we should watch the movie. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I definitely want to watch it again. I, I, I read uh, like books about the Zodiac Killer when I was like in a in high school. Mm. It was one of the first like true crime things I got into. You've always so. been a, a a big fan of that. I am excited for the new Batman movie that comes out because you could tell that the Riddler is definitely uh, being inspired by the Zodiac Killer. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's Ted Cruz. No, no, that's not. Well, the president said it was, so who am I to tell him he's wrong? Yeah. Anyway, that, that'll be a few weeks from now. Next week, we'll, yeah, we'll do the, the Yakuza. Then we'll figure out what we're going to do in episode 98. And then 99 and 100, we're going to do the Zodiac. Uh, but we're done for today. Uh, we will see you next week, however, with more murder. My dude. I'm sorry about that. I know I cut the cut the show a little bit quickly at the end. I'm I'm busy. I gotta go somewhere. Where are you going? Uh, me and Julio down by the school here. We're gonna make some potato salad.